The 35th chapter of Isaiah powerfully articulates the transformation of creation and history brought about by the coming of God into the life of a people. The first seven verses tell us of the wonderful transformation and the last three tell the response to the new. A procession on a new highway. Isaiah 35 announces coming transformation of land, of disabilities, of locations, emotions, and destinies. It sings of liberation, jubilant homecomings, and the end of all sorrow and sighing. So listen for the word of God. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp and the grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler not even fools shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Have you ever looked around your house and said, this place needs something new? New paint, new furniture, new something. Have you ever been in too small a room with too many people and too little space for too long a meeting? <laughs> I do that at least once a month. Usually on plastic chairs until your whole body groans, I need some air. Has your life ever slid into a rut? Where you're doing the same things day after day with the same people in the same way over and over and over so your heart and soul ache with the numbness of chronic boredom. 
Have you ever felt the need for transformation, restoration, redemption? Well, if you've ever had that kind of feeling, and who hasn't, then Isaiah 35 is a scripture for you. This is a 10-verse poem that paints four pictures. The first two verses describe a wilderness being transformed so it resembles forested Lebanon or wooded and flowered Carmel. The first verse refers to a desert shall, that shall rejoice and blossom. That's not referring, that doesn't talk about a, a natural kind of desert, an arid ecology, but land spoiled by war. Ancient warfare involved total devastation of the environment, kind of made William Sherman's march through Georgia looked like a, a, a pleasant walk by comparison. I've read that sometimes the, they would burn cities to the ground and the land would be sown with salt that was plowed in to be sure that nothing would grow there again and no one would be able to live there anymore. But here in Isaiah is a promise for restoration of the environment that had been spoiled by war. The second picture is in verses 3 and 4. It shows the people who had been in exile who were discouraged and down and out. It shows them being comforted, transformed, strengthened, encouraged. This is not the only time that Isaiah says, do not fear. Isaiah's prophecy is filled with words of comfort and encouragement to not fear. In the 40th chapter of Isaiah we read, Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. Or in the next chapter, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I'll help you. I'll uphold you with my victorious right hand, God says. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, do not fear. I will help you. Or in Isaiah 43, but now says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. There are several more, but you get the idea. God does not want us to live in fear. God wants us to live with faith. So many, many people are immobilized, paralyzed by two kinds of fear. One's called guilt, fear of the past. I did something wrong. I made a mistake. I fell short somehow. Something in my past limits me. It's, guilt is fear of the past. And then anxiety, which is fear of the future. What if this? What if that? What if we lose the house? What if we don't lose my job? What if I don't? What if she says no when I ask her to marry me? Or what if? What if? What if? What if they laugh in my face? Anxiety is the other immobilizing fear. 
But God wants us to trust, to walk in faith, to not let fear kill the joy in life. I may have told you about a woman I met in New York City, and uh, I happened to go to the services of the American Foundation for the Blind, and, and there was a Swedish fellow there, and, and he was asking about various sites, and every place he named, this woman said, oh no, I wouldn't go there. Oh no, I wouldn't, Statue of Liberty, oh no, I wouldn't go there. She lived in New York City, you know, with all of its attractions, and she was afraid to go anywhere there. She might as well have been in prison because of her fear. So I told this totally blind guy from Sweden or Switzerland or wherever, I said, I'm going to the Museum of Modern Art. I'm gonna ride a subway. Would you like to go with me? And I took this guy, he took my elbow as we did sighted guide, and we went up to the museum. He was able to live without fear so much that he was able to experience some of the, there are a lot of miseries in New York City, but there's some joys to be experienced there too if you don't let fear overcome you. Well, the fifth of the seventh verses show the third picture. It shows people with disabilities transformed. So they're able to see and hear and speak and walk. The fifth and sixth verses are good news for people with disabilities. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame shall leap like a deer, the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. That is, people will be given lives freed from physical limitations. And then the 8th through the 10th verses show the fourth picture, a highway, a holy way, traveled by God's people, a highway in which no traveler, not even fools, not even people who don't know how to work their GPS will get lost. A highway with no ravenous beast, a highway where the redeemed, the ransom of the Lord, will be able to walk and come with singing and everlasting joy upon their heads and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The last three verses of Isaiah 35 envision that highway in the desert leading people home. We live in a world that's gripped with grim despair. What will we do about ISIS? What can be done about the Middle East? What can be done with the horrors that all those refugees are having to deal with? What can be done about hate in people's hearts that makes them go to movie theaters or places of worship and shoot people? We, we live in a place where it's easy to give up. Isaiah 35 invites us to affirm that God does what the world thinks is not possible. To be healed, to be transformed, to be restored, to live in faith not fear to come home. Thanks be to God. May God who knows us and loves us, who calls us and saves us, bless us with vision to see, faith to believe, and courage to act. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.